section five of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de menonville an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain in the earliest of my walks i found the convolvulus jalapa of linay i gathered as many seeds of it as i was able pulled up several roots and had them verified by the druggists of vera cruz who without knowing whence they came pronounced them the real halap their opinion as it conformed with the description of miller convinced me of this plant being the true halap of mexico i presented seeds of it to the general and with them a root weighing five and twenty pounds he caused it to be planted in a box for the purpose of transporting it to europe and inquired if it was common in the environs of veracruz nothing however could equal his surprise when i informed him that if he was anxious for such a measure i could engage to freight the vessel with it that bore his flag from the exclusive produce of the vicinage such is the idleness the ignorance of this people that they give three reals a pound for this route at jalapa while they might have it for a quarteto at veracruz if they would but take the pains to collect it a discovery like this rendered me famous throughout the city i was looked upon as a most extraordinary character in thus being able to discover a treasure in the very custody of those who were ignorant of its value the esteem this gave me was grateful and the good disposition of the people generally towards me which my discovery occasioned i endeavoured to maintain and augment not only by the earnestness of my study of nature which was no irksome task but also by a species of quackery which i reckoned serviceable towards concealing my definitive projects whether in the fields or in the streets i constantly had plants in my hand and either employed myself in observing them through a magnifying glass or in dissecting them with nicest care my room was overspread with papers covered with plants and my tables with vials and boxes containing seeds this policy indeed was requisite to form an excuse for my customs and the walks i undertook which else had been looked upon as purely vulgar for the pride and vanity of the spaniards was not a little shocked at seeing me journeying on foot every morning the distance of four or five leagues loaded with a portfolio and attended merely by a single negro who carried my books a hatchet a mattock and my breakfast i succeeded even beyond my wishes in conciliating the admiration of every rank and was known by no other denomination than the french physician the sailors and soldiers laid in wait for me to ask advice for their complaints at first with the best intentions i prescribed remedies but when this became irksome to me from their repetition and intemperance i got rid of them by charging the cause to themselves 
the constant disorders to which these folks are subject are a permanent spasm occasioned and maintained by the practice of smoking tobacco and the brandy and rum which they take without moderation in consequence i proscribed the use of these articles and forbade the applicants coming again to me for advice until after an abstinence of three days the prescription speedily disgusted them and they came to me no more still i constantly saw and noticed them pointing me out to their companions with signs of great respect a number of other persons tradespeople and individuals of whom i had no knowledge followed my steps with their eyes and exclaimed with a kind of wonder do but see that frenchman why he is going to medellin on foot unhappy people so corrupted by ease and idleness were they that these excursions delightful to me appeared to them unsupportable nay to such a pitch is their inertness carried that their meanest servants cannot go a quarter of a league without requiring a horse nor enter a wood till cased in leather to preserve their skin from mosquitoes la medellin is a hamlet six leagues from vera cruz whither it is common to resort in order to bathe in the river of that name the spot itself has nothing to recommend it but its happy site which draws thither many of the inhabitants of vera cruz the bathing season begins in may for the houses they are but wretched huts almost lost in the aspiring grass and for refreshments scarcely is there a fowl or an egg to be had for money here however i passed two days in the most agreeable manner in company with the general of the fleet and the family of the intendant's lady but it is time now i should give some idea of vera cruz this city stands in the gulf of mexico on the margin of the sea in a sandy and barren plain not the slightest culture embellishes its neighborhood on the south infectious exhalations from stagnant marshes contribute to render it exceedingly unhealthy on the north where from the arid sand salt in crystals may constantly be collected is the road to mexico which for seven or eight leagues runs parallel to the sea on the west dunes of sand ejected by the waves obstruct the view of all but the loftiest trees in proportion as this sand heaped up by winds from the east and north becomes dry it is again dispersed by the same winds and thrown forward either into the town so as to cover all the houses or further inland to this circumstance are to be attributed the dunes by which it is surrounded whirlwinds by raising this sand occasionally obstruct the sight and render breathing difficult beyond this sandy plain and the mountains by which it is enclosed are woods full of wild beasts and meadows covered with flocks vera cruz is built in a semi-oval form 
its largest diameter along the seashore measures from six to seven hundred fathoms it is surrounded merely by a wall or parapet six feet high by three broad surrounded by a palisade of ironwood in bad condition this wall at intervals is flanked by six indifferent bastions or square towers twelve feet high by twenty each side some of them terraced but the rest empty the wall has neither ditch counterscarp nor any outward work on the seashore on the southeast and northwest of the town are two redoubts or rather terraced bastions more regular than the others with a cavalier and a battery of cannon the entrance into the port is commanded by these bastions the whole of the houses are of stone the lime which mixed with sand forms the cement is obtained from madrepores corals drawn up from the bottom of the sea as for the stone for the houses it is brought from campeche monsieur abbe reynal led into error no doubt by the information he received respecting this city describes it as being built of wood but i have the evidence of my senses for the contrary and the engineers to whom i showed the passage in his philosophical history assured me that the whole place did not contain a single wooden house it cannot even be affirmed that such ever was the nature of its structure as i have seen at least twenty houses mayorazgos noble estates which devolve in the male line in perpetuity which have lain in ruins for fifty years the whole of the walls of which were of mason's works i however imagine that persons have been induced to commit an error thus gross in their description from noticing the heavy and massive balconies of wood which entirely surround the houses as at the havana and which principally exciting and engrossing their attention will have caused them to make the statement they have done the houses are neither built with greater regularity nor are they more elegant than those of the havana but the streets are wider and less close they are straight perfectly well paved with pebble level and well kept which contributes to their neatness and gives them better appearance the only remarkable buildings are the churches like those of the havana they are rich in silver plate as are the houses in porcelain and other furniture from china in this consists the whole of the luxury of the inhabitants for they are so temperate that chocolate and sweetmeats constitute almost the whole of their food vera cruz has three gates that of la medellin that of orizaba and that of mexico its only inhabitants are a slender garrison the agents of government sailors and a certain number of merchants or rather factors for the vanilla aniseed and cochineal which could not be exported by the galleons the chief commerce for european goods being transacted at jalapa iron only excepted which is taken from vera cruz this collective population may amount to from six to seven thousand persons 
among whom if the governor be accepted the administrators and the officers belonging to the land or sea service there are very few you can visit on social terms the men are generally speaking lofty-minded and proud either from this being the specific character of their nation or owing to their excessive wealth in a country where gold stamps so much value on its possessor they comprehend trade very well but here as elsewhere their natural indolence and their rooted habits and superstition render them irremediably averse from labor incessantly are they seen with their chaplets and relics on their arms and round their neck their houses are filled with statues and paintings of saints and their life is a series of devotional practices the women live recluse in their apartments above stairs to avoid being seen by strangers though it is by no means difficult to perceive that but for the restrictions imposed on them by their husbands they would be far more easy of access whenever they go abroad it is constantly in a carriage as i have before noticed is the case at the havana and as for those who have no carriage they are wrapped up in a large cloak of silk which covers them from head to heel and has merely a small opening on the right to enable them to see their road within doors they wear over the shift nothing but a small silk corset laced with a gold or silver cord the whole art of dressing their hair is confined to braiding it turning it up and fastening it on the top of the head still though so simple their dress they wear a gold necklace bracelets at the wrist of the same metal and at their ears pendants of emeralds of greatest value so true is the observation that fashion and a taste for luxury is prescribed by no rule generally speaking the fair in this city are not handsome for however rich their dress they show a deficiency of grace and fancy and under an apparent reserve are strongly inclined to lasciviousness the only amusements are the neveria a sort of coffee-house whither the genteeler sort repair to take ice-creams and some imitations of bullfights for the vulgar unless indeed under this denomination be comprised the processions and flagellations of the holy week a period at which i arrived at vera cruz twenty times during this week was i called to my window by the clinking of chains what a shocking spectacle presented itself now a penitent in a woman's dress in a petticoat and body of linen cloth of a slate color with arms extended and fastened tightly in a horizontal position his back and shoulders supporting seven old swords such as are used for signs by our armorers and whose points collected in a fluffed pad pressed on the cossack's tailbone his legs loaded with chains and iron weights and in this garb marching slowly along through the city 
and paying his devotional visits to every church an instant after this miserable object was succeeded by another mask likewise in a woman's dress but in white muslin and naked to the waist a handkerchief covering the bosom the legs loaded with chains but the hands left at liberty this penitent in the left hand held a crucifix and in the right a rough whip with which at every hundred steps he lacerated his shoulders and back till streams of blood ran from the wounds and crimsoned the petticoat he wore in the space of a week i reckoned not less than eighty masks of this description the processions present nothing more attractive every chapel has its patron saint modeled in wax of the natural size but a frightful aspect which is carried on a litter by eight men who are relieved at intervals all are dressed in women's apparel the petticoat the corset and the mask of all are similar that is to say of linen cloth of a bluish slate color they hold those exhibitions in such esteem that penitents are to be seen thus accoutred all day long nay even from the evening before the next and the following day among these processions is one which on account of the object of it is deserving of mention it was instituted on occasion of a fund of six thousand piastres established to portion off annually four poor marriageable girls but by an abuse too common the lot now falls by means of connivance very often on those in easy circumstances and at times on children of seven or eight years of age and while the object of the institutors of this benevolent charity was the solace of misery and the inculcation into these future mothers of children of a spirit of religion and of a modest deportment the intent of the ceremony appears rather to be the instilling into their minds a taste for expense and a love of frivolity the chosen parties are conducted to church in superb carriages covered with cloth of gold or silver trimmed with magnificent lace and adorned with the richest pearls and diamonds which opulent ladies take pride in lending for the occasion a squire or a kind of sponsor one of the most respectable persons in the city gives the female his hand and leads her as in triumph in the procession which follows the nuptial blessing during my stay i twice witnessed this celebration but out of the eight elected i certainly would have refused to have taken seven for servants fronting vera cruz at the distance of four hundred fathoms is an island on which the castle of st john de ulloa is built the fire of the batteries of which cover and defend the town this fort long after its first erection was strengthened by more regular fortifications it is a parallelogram composed of four large bastions and three demi-loons half-moons with ditches counterscarp covered way palisades and glacis 
from the southwest to the southeast where the island is daily increasing owing to the accumulation of sand shells and madrepores on the south the port forms a sufficient fosse as the ship of the captain of the port is anchored at half cable length from the rampart which has an elevation of from thirty five to forty feet nevertheless to prevent a landing and the approach of boats under cover of the cannon the whole of the curtain wall which is bare as well as of the flanks of the two bastions bearing on the port are frazzed with stakes of a remarkably hard wood as black as ebony which sharpened and rising a foot and a half out of the water hinder any vessel approaching within musket shot here are three hundred pieces of cannon carrying balls of from twelve to thirty-six pounds still the place is not impregnable spite of the reefs which bound it on one side and the fort by which on the other it is defended and in this opinion i was confirmed by the casual glance of a french engineer with whom i conversed on the subject for while he supported the contrary he cast his eyes toward the southeast where in fact is a landing place of much less length from the fort than the principal one and off which vessels assailing would not so long be exposed to the fire of the batteries which crown the fort from the southeast to the northwest and might even anchor under the curtain wall a vestige of ancient fortifications raised very high the fire from which would hence be of no avail a square tower sixty feet high above the rampart or the bastion of the southeast side commands the city the port the whole road and the entire vicinage and serves for exhibiting signals which are repeated by the ship of the captain of the port i ascended this on the first story is a terrace on which is a battery of four brass twenty-four pounders with a guard house of ten men on the last story is a sentinel who is relieved every half hour and gives advice of all he observes and from his account it is verified by the corporal of the guard that the signals are made at the time i was there there was but one battalion in garrison with one company of artillery and about a thousand convicts employed on public works the port of vera cruz is closed by this castle and the island on which it stands from forty to sixty ships of war and a hundred merchant ships may anchor here in from four to ten fathoms the reefs which surround it as far as the island of sacrifices toward the southeast and the northeast break the waves and render it secure against winds blowing from the intervening points but two winds from the northeast to the west northwest the port is exposed and the north wind which blows with great violence frequently drives ships from their moorings and casts them on shore to this road however it is the only one in the gulf of mexico that all ships laden with goods for mexico repair and hence also is remitted to europe 
the precious metals and merchandise rendered in exchange for these extensive countries seen from the castle the city presents a very handsome appearance on the south it has a natural meadow which forms an agreeable promenade except in the rainy season when it is overflowed by a rivulet which forms a marsh at about a mile from the town and furnishes the city with water as however the rivulet is not the produce of a spring but arises from filtrations from the neighboring dunes which collect and form a marshy pond the water is neither fresh nor palatable whence that which is preferred by the inhabitants during the rainy season is kept in cisterns in the castle but in dry weather when the water is filtered through a greater depth of sand and consequently more purified it is conducted to the city by means of a stone aqueduct though this rivulet can boast but little depth of water it nevertheless nourishes caimans alligators from seven to eight feet long i have myself frequently traced their footsteps and even seen them plunge into the pool but they are by no means dangerous veracruz has but one suburb which is very small and lies southeast of the town it contains two chapels a bowling green and some few gardens but these are in bad cultivation and without any ornaments the lemon the palm cabbage and a few cacao trees are all the productive ones that are seen a bombax or cotton tree with red flowers the azadarach or bead tree and pistachio trees plumaria with red white and yellow blossoms are the only trees pleasing to the eye hence the city is rendered so dull and sterile of aspect that but for the meadow on the south which serves as a resort for carriages and the verdure of which recreates the eye veracruz would be one of the most tiresome residences in the universe fortunately nature so niggard of her boons in the vegetable kingdom has compensated in the animal by a large display of bounty the city and surrounding country swarm with birds whose various plumage and enlivening song at once delight the eye and charm the ear the streets of veracruz abound in innumerable flocks of magpies of three different species all of them of a jet black the smallest is of the same size as lively and as numerous as our sparrows but less noisy and less troublesome the second of the size and color of our blackbird resembles it so much as often to deceive one as to its species the third called in our colonies boudita is a kind of parrot these three species of birds are remarkably tame and highly entertaining by their different antics they never attack the seeds of plants but prey on insects and the dung of mules horses etc larger than these three species succeeds the vulture so well described by mr jacquin the name of this animal would induce a supposition of its being formidable it is however one of the least daring and most stupid of all the birds of prey 
and never pounces on anything alive it is of the size of a turkey poult and much resembles it by its brown color and bare head covered with a carunculated skin and it has just sufficient courage to steal and fly away with pieces of meat from kitchens for this purpose it lays an ambush until nobody is at hand when it scuds swift and lightly in at the door or window snatching up whatever chances to be in its way and flies out at the opposite openings its most assured reliance is however on the sewers the slaughterhouses and the chance of the country occasionally it is seen partaking with dogs when these happen not to be very hungry the carcass of a mule the zopilote thus the indians denominate our vulture is incessantly eating and when at length full sleeps by the carrion nor leaves it till it picks the very bones i have on a morning seen a dead mule lying in the road and at night noticed only the skeleton remaining though on the sand where it laid i could not discern the minutest trace of the footstep of a dog the carcass consequently must have been devoured by vultures this bird is so little timid that it will scarcely trouble itself to remove from the way of a passenger but at the same time it is so fearful when caught that it instantly disgorges the contents of its craw which forms a resource for its enemy the frigate bird a species of pelican the zopilote is easily taken rises but to a small height from the ground and the scent of a piece of meat takes from it all inclination to fly away if then this bird be pursued all it relies on for escape is its legs when it is easily run down the cooks and children then amuse themselves with it and after fastening tight round its wing a little bell a bladder or a ribbon release it again for the spaniards more humane than frenchmen take no pleasure in destroying life we know very well that instead of the flocks which now enliven the air if veracruz were peopled by the former nation not a bird in time would be seen el tomar sol enjoyment of sunshine so much the delight of spaniards appears to be not less grateful to these birds to witness the seeming pleasure they receive from the presence of the god of day they should be seen at sunrise as at the summit of a tree or the top of a steeple they simultaneously or in succession extend their wings and keep in this attitude to receive on every part its warming rays and again when they rise in air at noon and skim over the town in swarms which almost obscure the sky end of section five